On today's episode of Career Passport, I am so excited because we are featuring not one, but two partners from my team in talent acquisition. We are part of the HR team or what we call partner resources or pro at Starbucks. I'm so excited to have my partners, Andrew Lehman and Jessica Huang on the show today. Even though their official titles are talent acquisition specialists, because you can hear it's quite a tongue twister. For simplicity, we're just going to use the recruitment team and call us recruiters to make it simple as they're used quite interchangeably within the industry. So Andrew and Jess, welcome to the show. Thanks, Donna. Thanks for having us. I'm so excited to dive right into our roles because talent acquisition is an awesome place to be. But before we do go there, it's really important for us to tell one story at a time. Are you both able to share a glimpse of your Starbucks story and also how specifically you landed in the world of recruitment? All right. Thanks so much, Donna. So excited to be here. I started at Starbucks in 2009. I started as a barista. I had just moved from London, Ontario to Toronto. And in about eight months, I decided that I was going to go to university. So I studied sociology and criminology. And I was promoted to a shift supervisor after eight months. And I really worked 32 hours to 35 hours a week throughout my whole undergrad career. After university, I had originally planned to become a police officer, but I had a store manager at the time who said, Andrew, give Starbucks a a chance to grow your career and be a store manager. So I applied for an assistant store manager position and I was successful. I really loved the people leadership and the business side of being an assistant manager. So I was successful and I became a store manager after about 11 months and I was a store manager for about two and a half years and I decided trying to figure out what's next for me in my career. I could become a district manager potentially, but I really wanted to break into pro. I wanted to break into HR and I wanted to be able to provide support beyond my four walls. So I went back to school for HR. I finished my human resources management program at Ryerson and a role presented itself. as a leave of absence specialist, it was a time limited assignment for 12 months and I applied for the role and I was successful. While in that role, I wanted to continue to build my skill set. So I got my CHRP designation and that took me about a year and a half to two years of studying. That's so impressive, but let's pause right there. You're saying that you were working full time and you were doing full time school. How did you manage to do all that? I'm guessing you also use tuition reimbursement? Yeah, I certainly use the tuition reimbursement program, which is wonderful. That really helped. I've always been good at time management. So I'm lucky to have a partner who is okay with me to be working, you know, nine to five or during a store manager, you know, all over the place and being okay with me also going to school in the evenings and using my my nights to study. So I had a really supportive partner. That's awesome. How long were you in the LOA position before you joined our team? So I was a leave of absence specialist for about two and a half years, and I knew that I really wanted to diversify my skill set. I'm the type of person that after every couple of years, I kind of have that itch to try something new. And recruitment just seemed like the next logical step for me, especially after hearing all of the recruiters talk all day to candidates and to hiring managers. Uh, Just hearing the conversations, I was super intrigued. I reached out to my now leader, uh, who became my mentor and really helped uh, figure out what steps I needed to take if 
I wanted to become a recruiter or a talent acquisition specialist. So I eventually got my registered professional recruiter designation to really show that I was committed to this field of HR. And I'm here today. It's been almost a year, which is wild. Congratulations on that. What an amazing journey. Jess, now let's pass the baton over to you. Thanks, Donna. So I started my journey back in 2010. 2010 was a great year. It was the year I started as a barista, and it was also the year that Vancouver hosted their first Olympics and won 26 medals for Canada. So that was a very fun year. I started my journey at a small store in Abbotsford, West Oaks Mall, and worked my way from barista to eventually a store manager. Starbucks was never in my career path. It wasn't something I wanted to pursue because I was going to school for healthcare, but I quickly knew and realized that I could still help others by serving them coffee and creating a best moment in their day. So that was when I grew my career with Starbucks and developed into a recruiter. Thank you for sharing, Jess. Unlike professions like doctors, personally, I didn't know anyone who wanted to grow up to be a recruiter. So I'm really curious to know how both of you knew that recruitment was the job for you. I think what I enjoyed most about being a store manager was my ability to impact people's careers in the positive way. I think one of the most you know memorable experiences that I had as a store manager was on my days off, I'd be walking with my partner to get my partner mark out or get a beverage. And I would see partners that I had once hired when I was a hiring store manager for my district. Having the excitement of being like, oh my gosh, Andrew, how are you? You actually hired me. And seeing them make great careers was so meaningful to me. And it, it meant so much and it always left this really good feeling when I left the stores knowing that I made an impact. I realized what really got me interested into HR was being able to impact people's careers. I might not have grown up thinking I wanted to be a recruiter or a talent acquisition specialist, but I certainly molded into that desire just because of the impact I'm able to make to help people find great careers, but also to support Starbucks in making it a great place to work with great talent. So I knew I wanted to be a recruiter when I attended my first Opportunity for All Youth event. It was an event where people that attended the event got to meet Starbucks partners, go through interviews, make coffee. It was really exciting to be that first conversation that these candidates had and really bring them along on the Starbucks journey. And so that was really exciting for me because I too was once on the other side of the table interviewing and being nervous. And so I love that I was able to support these youths and helping them interview better and feel comfortable. Absolutely. Help us bridge that connection though. How did you work it into your development plan to become a recruiter? So during that event, I actually met a few recruiters from Vancouver. And from that moment, after the event, I had reached out to a recruiter in Vancouver and had asked to spend some one-on-one time with him and get to know what his day in life looked like. It was really nice to know that this recruiter at one point was a store manager as well. So we were able to connect on that level. We had monthly connects. I had put that into his calendar to just walk me through, you know, what 
his day to day look like or attend interviews with him and be that third person on mute. Uh, but it was really great to experience it real life interviews of store managers. And then at one point, I actually got to go in the office and follow him around and really see what his day to day looked like in person, which was a really great experience. That's awesome. How do you strategically ask a very busy recruiter to shadow them for a day? Yeah, it was, you know, really just scheduling it in advance because I know his calendar would be really full with interviews. And so I would schedule it out months in advance so that it was into my calendar as well and also into his. That's a really great tidbit, Jess. I love both your unique stories of how you discovered recruitment. I think partners listening might be on the edge of their feet thinking, hey, recruitment's a really great space to be in. So let's learn a little bit more about our team. Andrew, on a high level, can you tell us more about our structure? Absolutely, Donna. So we're a national team. So we're spread out across Canada and we're recruiters, a talent acquisition operations specialist, which is you, Donna, and a national talent sourcer. And really what we do is we help find great talent and we hire for a variety of roles. Those will be assistant store managers, store managers, district managers, as well as support center roles. We really work with the business and we have a variety of people who we support. That could be district managers, regional directors, VPs, and we're really just partnering with them to find great talent for Starbucks. Can you share about how work and jobs are divided amongst the team? Typically a province or two where a recruiter is assigned to. And we will hire for unique specific roles. So for a, a recruiter like myself, I'd be responsible for hiring assistant store managers, store managers and district managers. But we also have other recruiters who are going to be supporting those support center roles. So we don't all hire for the same positions. It's really important to note that if you're going to be reaching out to a recruiter and you live in Ontario to find out who is that recruiter who's helping to find and hire for the Ontario market. That's an awesome tip, Andrew. We're now going to transition. Jess, can you talk about what a week in the life looks like for you as a recruiter? So a day in the life of a recruiter is you're connecting with your leaders in the areas that you're supporting. You are sourcing, interviewing. Typically for me, I do about three interviews a day, which are about 45 minutes. I like to schedule a full hour for each candidate, but have my interviews for 45 minutes, giving me that 15 minutes for a bio break or to quickly grab some water. But usually those are what my days consist of. Was it actually a transition for you not having scheduled breaks like the way that you did in stores? What do you do now? We have this great tool that we use called Time Trade, where candidates can book in their interviews and you can also block time off so that you can take your breaks or take your lunch. Planning and prioritizing is at very high level being a recruiter. Indeed, time management is super key in support roles, especially being a recruiter. I've also seen how COVID has impacted our business and our team, creating both opportunities and challenges. Can you actually share about how and why you're recruiting for the US and remote markets? So I started my role on a time limited assignment back in April and I was supporting two different areas during COVID. And so our hiring had slowed down a little bit. Fast forward to December, had the opportunity to support the U.S. retail business on another time limited assignment. So it was a contract within a contract. And so I'm currently supporting right now the Texas market, South California, Arizona and also Hawaii. Jess, since you are recruiting in remote areas, how are you learning to recruit people in a different way these days? 
recruiting in remote areas is a little difficult because there's not many applicants that would apply in those areas. And so just really being creative and using Google Maps and seeing the areas that are very close by and sourcing in those areas because more often than not, candidates can find a way to get to that location. I love that you emphasized on the creativity it takes to recruit. Oftentimes, it's almost like a scavenger hunt. We were really looking for the gems within the country and that next gem really could be you, partner listening. But to transition, Andrew, I also want to pass this over to you. What else do recruiters do? When we know that there's a role that's going to be available, we will have a strategy meeting. And what that is, is it's really a kickoff where the recruiter gets to meet with the business partner or the leader that we're supporting or helping to find talent. And we're really getting to learn, you know, what is the skill set that's needed, the position, when does the you know candidate need to start? We need to have all of these really important details and information so that when we go out and we review applications and we interview candidates, we really know what the leader needs. Needs. We know everything from timeline to talent to skill set to experience so that we are making sure that we're finding the talent for Starbucks that is needed at that point in time. That's so true. And fun fact, partners, this actually happens all before the jobs even posted online. There's actually so much that happens behind the scenes that partners might not necessarily be aware of. But curious to know, Andrew, what are some of those tools that you use to find great talent? Absolutely. So like Jess said, you have to be really creative. We do have an applicant tracking system, which is Taleo. So that's where we will post positions and anyone who does apply for the roles, it's gonna come through Taleo and we'll see that. For the ones who don't apply for the roles, we have to then go out and find them. And we'll use a variety of tools. So the first and most common is LinkedIn Recruiter. And that's like a professional Facebook for people who have positions who wanna showcase their experience and might be open to finding another employer. So we'll leverage that. But not all candidates are gonna also use LinkedIn Recruiter. So we also have to use Indeed as another tool for us to find talent. And then we might even have to get more creative. We might have to use Facebook, job boards, if it's really, really remote, to try to get some interest and get those candidates who might not have considered Starbucks a career to get them inspired to wanna come over to us. Andrew has actually been so creative with even utilizing Workplace to advertise. So partners, if you are interested in support jobs, always check our partner network groups on Workplace, but your ultimate source of truth is the careers website. And I always recommend people to apply sooner than later. And so Andrew and Jess, since you've had such great careers, how have your life experiences actually shaped your career journey? Growing up with three siblings around the same age, it was really hard for my mom to support all of us at the same time. Buying school supplies and spending hundreds of dollars, it was a lot for my mom with one income. So I got a job at Starbucks at the age of 18. Starbucks helped me be very independent, paying for my school on my own, dental, the stock options, helped pay for my first car, also helped me put a down payment on my apartment. I can't stress enough how amazing Starbucks has supported me throughout the years and given me this opportunity to grow with them. It really shaped me to be the person I am today. Very similar to Jess, like I have two older brothers, I'm the youngest, and we were all supported by a single mom. And she worked really, really hard to try to put food on the table, pay the bills, try to make sure that we had a phone, and it was really a big challenge, and it really stretched my mom. And I knew I just wanted to 
be in a position where I would be able to take care of myself financially. Growing up, I ended up going into wrestling and wrestling actually taught me. I've always been a person that does something that I know I'm good at. So I wanted to do something that was going to take me out of my comfort zone. And I did wrestling and I was really scared. So I joined the men's wrestling team in grade nine in high school. And, you know, I was scared it was going to hurt my pride or whatnot. But what it really taught me was short term and long term goals, how to set a goal and what it feels like when you are able to accomplish your goals. So I learned a lot through success, but I also learned a lot through failure. When I would lose my matches, it was, you know, I can either quit or I can find ways to improve. So I think seeing the struggles of my mom try to raise three boys, going into wrestling and building the skills for short term and long term really has transcended to where I am today. And I feel like that's why I'm always striving for a new goal and where I get that two year itch of what's next or what else can I do is really because of my my childhood experience as well as my experience as a wrestler for seven years. So that's kind of shaped me to where I am today. It's taught me that you could be the best, the most position for success and you can still fall short and that's okay. It's how you get back up and how you try to see things from a different perspective. That's going to carry you a lot with not just your successes, but also your failures. You both have inspirational stories and we're so proud to call you partners. Before we do end off today's episode, I want to know now that you're on the other side of the recruitment process, do you have any final thoughts or tips you want to share? I would say that the recruiter is rooting for you. So many candidates or partners who are applying for positions are really, really nervous when they go in and that's okay to be nervous, but I think it's because they think the recruiter is trying to find a reason not to hire you. If we are deciding to have an interview with you and commit 45 minutes to an hour of our time, it's because we saw something really special in your application and we believe you have those skill sets. So go into the interviews knowing that the recruiter is rooting for you and we're hoping you get to move forward and it's really your job to lose. I've learned that as a recruiter, you can support many different areas. When candidates apply, you don't have to just reach out to a recruiter that's from your area. You can also reach out to recruiters from all over. Thank you both for sharing. I hope partners to listening to this, that if you're someone who's driven, who's super resourceful, who really loves getting to know people, you don't actually have to be super talkative to be in recruitment. You just have to be curious and have an eye for talent. And it's a really amazing place to launch pad and also grow your career. And with that, thank you both Jess and Andrew for being on Career Passport. Thank you so much, Donna. Thank you. And that wraps up this episode of Career Passport. Be sure to like, subscribe, and if you feel up for it, even give us a review. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Donna Ewan, and this is Starbucks Canada Career Passport.